When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sort of miscontrolled, it got his shot off. But I think we did well to sort of keep his head, not 
implode like we did last week. They, they weren't the most attacking team, but after what happened last week, you could have they could have quite easily shit themselves basically, and it happened again. So I guess in that sense that you're really pleased to come away with a point going behind twice. Oh yeah, I think I think that was a good point to be honest. I think if you're behind in a game twice, you take a point probably. I mean, I know we all wanted all three, but yeah, it was, it was a, a bit. I thought we dominated the ball. We um, and we looked good in times, but apart from the two goals, I don't think we created much really. And I think they probably had the better chances in general. So with all that, I'd definitely take the point and. I think we scored two brilliant goals as well and um, just move on now from that. Like Matt said, it could have easily got away from us that. Um, you know, I think after they scored their second, Calvert-Lewin had a chance. I think Medley had to make two really good saves to keep us in it, didn't he? So, you know, we could have easily been sitting here and been talking about being beat 3-4-1 again and then there would have been a full meltdown, wouldn't there? So, yeah, it can't, can't complain with that. I think you take you the point and you want to be unbeaten at home, don't you? So you don't really want to lose the first home game of the season. So, um, yeah, I think we're pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I think you're right. If you look at the stats, we've both had 17 shots or chances, however they wanted to phrase it, but they only had 30% of the possession. So I think we are lucky in essence that Calvert-Lewin didn't take a couple of those chances and obviously grateful to Melia for those saves, but... In terms of them only having 30% and still managing to generate the same amount of chances as us, that yeah. is a slight concern, but obviously it's something to work on. To be honest, I'm surprised that we had 17 shots. I can't remember many of them. I don't know if that's because I had a few beers or what, but I can't remember <laughs> 17 shots. It, it all seemed a bit of a blur, didn't it? I don't know if you yeah. what you two thought, but I, it felt like it went by in about five minutes. You didn't really know where... Didn't know really know where to look. I don't think it was the same last week. I think I've not been used to watching it at a ground. Everything just seems to pass you by pretty oh, no. quickly. It was quite a hectic game, to be fair, yeah. as well, wasn't it? Like it was pretty constant. Yeah, even though they didn't come at us really, it felt like everything was a bit hundred mile an hour, didn't it? Really, and I think that's yeah. why. Uh, that's why I think we did probably we did quite well for it not to sort of, as Dan said, sort of slip away from us because it was at one point just after Damari Gray scored, it did all feel a bit not necessarily panicky, but it all felt a bit like say like 100 mile an hour, a bit frantic from uh, back to front sort of thing. So as we say, we obviously did score two two goals, two pretty brilliant goals as well, particularly that worldy from Rafinha. Um, glimpses of what we can do, not the chances, as we say, necessarily that you know you should be expecting from the amount of possession that we have. Um, the first two games, Bamford hasn't really had a sniff. Is it just a case of a bit of sharpness that we're lacking? We're not quite up to speed yet, or is there some other issue? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I don't think I don't think we've looked as sharp going forward as um, in the first two games this season as we usually do, but. You know, we didn't look great in pre-season either. I think it'll take a bit of time for us to get going. There were glimpses at Everton, like I say, I think two really good goals. Um, you know, Bamford's part in Click shouldn't be underplayed. Like I thought he'd release the ball just at the right time. Click's run was brilliant, took it well. And obviously Rafinha's is just, well, that's what he'll do all season. And it was such a good finish. Um, first time on the left peg, like an incredible goal. But yeah, I felt a little bit for Bamford, he's not getting many chances. I think there was one that I can remember of when you, you, it went across him in the second half and he probably should have hit it first time. He took a touch and then it got blocked, didn't it? Uh, maybe a, com a more confident Bamford with a couple of goals behind him would have taken that first time. Uh, but, you know, it's not a massive chance. It's, you can't blame him for missing it. I think he probably just needs, 
It could it could do with a sitter or a penalty to get him off the mark early, so he's not sitting on five or six games without a goal. You know, because we all know he's a you know he's a confidence player. I think he always bats himself, but strikers need goals, don't they? So I think it'll come from him, and you know the midfield to do their part. I guess Harrison and Rafinha need to get the chances to him, as well, give him chances as well. So yeah, I think it'll come. I always think um, back to when we signed. I think it was Helm Costa when we sort of seemed to be going through couple of uh, wingers it seems like we go through like two wingers nearly every season under Bielsa but he does say that like he he, he wants more from his wide players than his uh, not necessarily centre forward he sort of wants that as a, as a collective output sort of thing across the front three so I don't think it's too much of a too much of a worry when like, say, like Dan saying Rafinha looked look good yesterday and got off the mark so um, I think eventually Bamford will get his chances but at the minute I'd, like I'd, they're only that one in the second half that I can think of that he's had over the last two weeks. So, like the stats will say he scored zero in two, but you're not, and he's but he's probably only had one really clear chance. You don't expect in a even a, even in the Premier, you're not expecting a world class centre forward to be tucking away every single chance to get. So, I don't think it's exactly something to uh, to worry about too much. We've kind so, of mentioned Rafinha already, but is that what we're expecting to see more from him this season? What did he get six goals last year? I think we can probably expect that he settles a little bit more in the Premier League now. And like you said, to take a little bit of pressure off Bamford as well, that we can rely on the likes of Rafinha. I was really impressed with um, Harrison and Furpo down the left, you know, until mm. naturally they started to fade a little bit. So, yeah, I think if we can see that from those players as well, then Bamford's probably got a little bit less pressure on his shoulders and he can get goals from elsewhere on the pitch. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Rafinha could get double figures this season. Like, he's that good. We Like, we know he's that good. And if you think, like, what, six goals and fair few assists last season, he did miss probably a quarter of the season, didn't it? It took him a while to get integrated in the team and get playing. So, and then obviously he was out injured a bit towards the back end of the season. So, you know, I think for Rafinha and Harrison, if they're chipping in close to double figures, goals and assists, then that just takes the pressure off Bamford as well and you know assists are as important as goals aren't they in life Bamford's already got an assist so I think that's good I don't think it's uh, I think they said it on match of the day didn't they and you know that they expect Rafinha to be getting more output and was unlucky not to get more assists last season you know when he was putting it on plates at times for players and they missed it so you know I think it'll get it the output will be there um it's hopefully Harrison can do that as well because like say I thought he looked promising and the, on the left with Furpo, I think he faded a bit in the second half, but I thought the first half he looked really bright, um, start of the second. So, yeah, like I don't think it's anything to worry about, is it, in terms of going forward, like we'll get these chances and the front three will, I think they will score off goals, definitely. Yeah, so the penalty decision then, the one that went their way. Um, I don't know what you guys thought in the ground, but for me, I was too busy paying attention to Click because he looked like he'd like hurt his hand or something. So I wasn't really paying attention to the actual challenge. But then I quickly looked on Twitter while they were deciding on VAR and it seemed like everyone mm-hmm. thought it was a bit of a stone wall. Um, looking back, or in, his, in Cooper's post-match interview, he kind of said, oh, I had hold of him, but he had hold of me. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. What was your take on it? Yeah, I watched it back last night when I... When I uh, got back, and I, it was one of them in the ground where I thought, oh, Calvert Lewin sort of made a big meal out of this and gone down. But when you do look at it back, Cooper has got 
Um, he, he seems to have a, he's got his arm and his shirt, I think, which hasn't helped him. So it's, he tried to sort of ruffle him up, I think, and then sort of got got a bit out of control. But I do, I, I would say it was uh, a penalty. You saw him in the ground after when he got booked. I think, I think he got booked for dissent in the end. Um, but he, he sort of tried to indicate that Calvert Lewin had all of his shirt, but I couldn't really try having a look. And it, I don't know if Calvert Lewin were just really clever and did <laughs> add it yeah. between, between the two of them, but I couldn't really see too much too much of that. So I'd, I'd probably say in the end it was um, it was a fair decision, really. I think it is probably is one of those. The more you look at it, the more it kind of looks like a penalty because Cooper's on the wrong side of him, isn't he? Um, if Cooper's in front of him, I don't think they give that, but. It's almost let Calvert Lewin go and then just be like, oh, I'll just lean into and put an arm there, it'll be fine. I must admit, I completely missed the VAR stuff because I went to the toilet at that point. Because, like you said, Click was down injured. I thought, perfect. Went to the to- toilet, came back and was like, what's happened? And it was like, they've just given a penalty. And I was like, what if I missed? I had no idea what happened. Um, but yeah, I was probably a bit like Matt. I just didn't understand. I thought he'd just made a meal of it, but obviously not. I think. It's a shame for Cooper because isn't it? He doesn't need any more reasons for people to get on his back sometimes. And you know, I didn't think he had a bad game as such. But you know, we can't afford you can't afford to make those decisions with cameras all over you now. And you know, but again, it does set one of those dangerous precedents as such. And you know, do we get one of them going forward if someone's got hold of someone's shirt? You know, it's a. I I, I agree, it's a penalty, but you. You, you you hope that we'd get that as well. So there was an argument um, for that potentially being a penalty for us right at the very end of the game, wasn't yeah. there? I'm not sure if you watched it back, but I think it's Mina again all over Bamford. Puts his hands on him. his shoulders, doesn't he? And yeah. that that must affect you going for the ball because if someone's putting your full weight on you whilst you're trying to head a ball, you're not going to be able to jump up, are you? So yeah, it's one of those, and they didn't really well. I'm sure they must, might have looked at it, but well, obviously like didn't get off. ready to blow up in a couple Yeah, of he didn't want to get off and out of the rain, <laughs> did he? It, it was pretty weird to see VAR. For the, it was like just our luck, wasn't it, that they're trying to not overturn the on-field decision, aren't they, this year? And then the first one that gets overturned, and it, it just has to be us, doesn't it? Like, I think uh, Arsenal-Chelsea had one today where it, um, they stuck with the referee and it looked like a penalty so it just, it just seems to be our luck that we were sort of seem to be the first team where we have been uh, overturned when everyone else uh, probably won't do this year like Dan was saying it's like will we get one we probably won't get that later in the year because no doubt they'll change the rules in about in about three games so it's always going to happen to yeah. us won't it <laughs> Um, well, us three were obviously lucky enough to be in Ellen Road yesterday. Um, it was good to be back, wasn't it? It makes such a difference in, obviously we love watching Leeds regardless, but it makes such a difference to be back in there, part of that atmosphere, and I think everyone in there did a, did everyone proud. Yeah, I mean, I loved it, um, especially, you know, I, w- I was away for a bit before that, so I, you know, I w- hadn't been to many games before that, so it's getting back for me, it was great, and I mean, I did wake up this morning thinking that my voice might go a little bit. I did start speaking. I was a bit like, because, uh, you know, I've not, not shouted at a football game for quite a long time. But, yeah, even the rain couldn't dampen it, really. Just watching everyone, like, walk to the ground. No one gave a crap. It was raining, really, did they? <laughs> and stuff. It was just good to be back in there and um, and watching the team again. And, like, Premier League as well. You can't, you know, it's you see a lot of articles around you know saying that it was a historic day and it probably was because you know we shouldn't have been outside of the league for 16 years or whatever it was 
you know, so it's a massive day for everyone. And even at the end, when there's a few chants of championis going around when, you know, they were all walking around the pitch. And that was nice because it makes you, it, you know, you remember that you didn't get the chance to celebrate in the ground, did we? So even that, you know, it's, it, it was a nice moment in itself, I thought. Yeah, I think I was the same as Dan this morning. Well, yesterday, when I got back and uh, this morning, like I thought my, uh, thought my voice was going to go. Um but it was just, it was just, it was like last week, really. It was sort of a bit, especially with the last 18 months, uh, so lucky to go to, a, well, say lucky, maybe unlucky mm-hmm. now. But I went to Old Trafford and it was just one of those where it all just felt a bit surreal that you were sort of back and you sort it, I don't know, I don't think we've sort of taken it in yet that we are getting to go go back on a regular basis. I guess it will uh, will tomorrow when we've got, uh, on Tuesday, sorry, when we've got 35,000 against crew. Um <laughs> But it, it's just it's just one of those like it's, it's especially through winter it's you, it's sort of you um it's what you look forward to on a weekend isn't it just getting to go to football it's it's just one of those I just can't believe that it's back really but the atmosphere is just spine tingling really isn't it when you and like before the game like I thought they did a good job like getting all those like I know like we hate art, the, those little tin pot bits but I thought that was quite good and nice little moment sort of reminded me of the uh, before the derby playoff semi final. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was just it was just really good to be back. I don't think I could stop smiling halfway through a game, to be honest. Yeah, Every, everyone taking the little flags with them at the end as well. Isn't it? Some of them are some of them are on eBay already yeah. now. <laughs> How much they're selling them for? I think they were like twenty quid. Some of them. No, everyone was just walking back to the city centre like drenched with like two flags in each hand. <laughs> So we've got Burnley next weekend before we've got an international break already. Um, what are you expecting from that? Because I think sometimes it's easy to underestimate Burnley, isn't it? But it's never easy to go to their place. Um, definitely going to be set up to be quite strong against our pace and, and the break. Yeah, I think it's quite easy to underestimate them as well when they've lost the first two games. Um, like They'll probably be, like no offence to Brighton, but Brighton will be Burnley's rivals for sort of staying up this year and that on the first game of the season losing to them at home will be a massive kick in the teeth to them they're probably never expected to go to Anfield and get anything but to um, only te- not take any points after two games they'll be right up for it next week and they won't want to go into an international break having not put any points on the board because then that's when the your panic stations start sort of kick in so I don't think it, even though they probably might not have played as as well as what they might have done in recent seasons I do think it'll be a pretty tough game to go to it's never nice going there because you know what they're like they'll dig in they nearly did as last year at Ellen Road didn't they with a proper gutsy performance so um, I think you know what we're going to expect but you would like to think that we uh, will see it off especially if um, Llorente is back as well which is a Big, um, a bit could be a big boost. So you'd, you'd like to think we'd get three points. Yeah, I think we'll have to be on it. Um, you know, I think you look at the Burnley away performance last season, one of our better performances. You know, through a lot of good performances, it were, but just the manner of going away there. Obviously, Burnley at home. Um, sorry, when they're away, they might suffer a few big losses, but they rarely get turned over well at Turf Moor. So, yeah, on paper, it's. It's probably a game we'll be t- we've got a target to win, obviously, but it's uh, it won't be that easy, and a lot of games won't be that easy this season. So it would be nice to get that win and just you know see great we're on four points, you know, rather than looking at one point after three, and you know. So I think um, it's important that we we go into that positive and hopefully get three points out of that because um, that could kickstart us definitely in terms of like 
building up a start because you want that solid start, don't you? You don't want to go too many games without a win. Um, but I think we'll, I think we'll, hopefully we should be all right. And it'll be interesting to see what team he puts out against Crew as well. A uh, good chance to see potentially some of the younger players and. Obviously, the squad's going to be so important this season, isn't it, in terms of hopefully getting some breakthrough young players coming in and helping out. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those two games go. Hi, I'm Paul Robinson. And when I'm not out on the golf course, I'm listening to writeinthegarrykellys.com. So we've introduced a chance for you guys to support us this season by becoming a Right in the Gary Kellys patron member. For as little as £2 a month, you can help support the work we do and make sure that we can continue to bring you our podcast series and our in-depth online articles about the football club that we all love. That's good, Vic. Two quid, you can't even buy a decent cup of coffee for that these days. Come to think of it, did you see Birmingham City Football Club? They're selling chips and a cheese slice for four quid. Absolutely criminal. For £3 a month, you can also get early access to this podcast before it goes on general release. And come and join us for a monthly Q&A and talk all things Leeds, plus much, much more. Not forgetting, for £5 a month, you can get to join us for a Q&A, early access to episodes, a live recording of each podcast, and you'll also get the chance to join us on the show as one of our loyal members. I tell you what, that's not bad at all, is it? And the best thing about us setting up as a membership is that we'll be delivering you an ad-free podcast. And you don't hear that very often these days. It's our unique selling point. So becoming one of those patron members helps fund what we do. It helps continue to deliver this podcast. And you never know, we could even share some cheesy chips together before the end of the season. I guess you've summed it up perfectly. We go ad-free so we don't spoil your listening experience with legal advice and ball trimmers. Sounds like a good deal to me. Head over to patreon.com forward slash R-I-T-G-K to become a member today. special guest joining us on the pod today and um, if you've got twitter you'll no doubt have seen her amazing artwork over the last year or so uh, but gabby wood is now designing the covers for the league united programs so she's going to join us to have a bit of a chat about it thanks for joining us thanks for having me on obviously yeah you've just had an amazing well an amazing few months but uh particularly the last few weeks i can imagine after you found out about the program covers so we just thought it'd be nice to get you on and have a little bit of chat about what's been going on with you oh definitely it came as a surprise really when they asked me for a meeting but i never thought they'd be front covers i thought it'd just be like smart work on inside but yeah. so the club, the club approached you then yeah yeah the media team asked me for a meeting at ellen road so i went in and yeah they just asked if we could just team up and do this season together. Amazing. So Stuart Dallas was obviously the first one yesterday. Yeah. Is there a reason for that or is it just preference? <laughs> well, they sort of like left it up to me, like who I want to draw when and I'm like, I don't want all options to give me some leeway sort of thing. But they're just telling me the interviews that they've done so far and then I can just pick and choose who I do for what game from then. Yeah. You're going to give us a bit of an insight on who's coming next. All the intel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can. I don't... I don't. <laughs> don't worry, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> there is one for Tuesday, though, for crew game. Right, we'll be keeping an eye out for that one. I brought mine home yesterday. I should have um, got it on camera, but everyone seemed really impressed with what, you know, the artwork. So it'd be exciting to see which ones come out next. 
Have you uh, got the Dallas one framed? Not yet. I, I want to get him to sign it, but we'll see if we can get that sorted out. So how did you get into artwork and stuff then, particularly looking at footballers? I've, I started doing Leeds portraits when Bielsa took over. So, yeah, from there it just went a bit mental. Yeah. And you had a good reaction from Leeds fans on social. Oh, yeah, really good. And I've had a couple of people saying, like, would you draw a clock and stuff? And I'm like, I can't do that, can I? <laughs> <laughs> You set your stall out, Leeds fans, don't they? <laughs> don't want to disappoint. <laughs> Definitely not. So what's next for you then? Obviously, this is quite a big step up, but is this like a full-time thing for you now, doing the artwork? Not yet. I still work like part-time in retail, but I'm hoping it'll end up being full-time. I've got another meeting at Ellen Road next Friday about maybe stocking my artwork in their shops and things, so... That's exciting. Yeah, because you've been selling print versions of the programme covers as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's been popular for the last like three years, so hopefully it'll be enough to pay bills as well soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the next question then is what you're expecting from Leeds this season? Oh, better than last season, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Are you hoping for an improvement on ninth? Yeah, yeah, eighth or up. <laughs> That's very positive. I think we're, we're, we've maybe got a bit pessimistic doing these podcasts every week. <laughs> I know, yeah. We've, we've been like, oh, just just stay in the league. <laughs> I've been telling you all this league's rubbish. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see oh, next okay. week. <laughs> Who's the best player to draw then in terms of like, because, you know, with that artwork, what's it like? If there's some people that are just difficult to draw or is it like same kind of principles or? First time I drew Dallas, I had to do him like four times. Cause really? It just always, he's just always got like a right stressed look on his face. I, mean, <laughs> I can never get it right, but I like drawing Phillips. He's a good one to draw. Yeah, I guess with his, uh, his unique look as well, doesn't it? It's something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. It's very easy doing tattoos on him, though. <laughs> um, you do other stuff as well, don't you? I do like celebrities and musicians and things as well. And Is it I do... The, do you do a Gallagher Brothers one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm and then I just do commissions and things, so I'm getting like booked up for Christmas now. Definitely a good um, good PR to say you do stuff for Leeds, isn't it? So Premier League club. <laughs> I know it's oh, it still doesn't feel real, even though we we're at game yesterday and we we're all programs and stuff. Just nice. <laughs> people wandering around with your artwork. <laughs> yeah, bar at time, like three times there were people like, "Oh, that's Gabby Wood. That's Gabby Wood." I like <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I got um I got uh, I don't know if everyone else got this, but I got like a code to look at the program on um, through emails as well now. So you, yeah. they're doing like digital copies as well, aren't they? So I think that's quite that's quite nice as well as, as well as the physical copies as well. So mm. it's tapping into everything. Them as, uh, NFTs get it into the crypto market. Because <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way the club seems to want us to go. Yeah. Get that Bitcoin in. Amazing. Have you guys got any other questions for Gabby? No, um, I just wanted. Yeah, I, I was just interested to know like how you um, draw the players, really. So it's, it's, it's amazing, really. I love it. Um, so looking forward to seeing some more. Mm. The front covers are they all going to be like the similar kind of style to you know the front cover? So obviously it was white and like pencil drawing and stuff. Is that like going to be yeah, the programs used to be like well the normal like a dark blue are the like yeah yeah exactly yeah but they said that they've changed the look of them all season just so like my drawings all look better on front cover so they've pretty much made them white for drawings to stand out so it works it as well it's, it's white you know that's leads as well so 
it works perfectly, I think, doesn't it? How long does it take you to do each one? Between like 10 and 20 hours. Oof. Wow. Um, that's the thing though, I could be sat there for like three hours and it'll only feel like 10 minutes because I like doing it that much. People don't know how I've got patience. But <laughs> I'm the same with when people do other stuff. You know, for ones are more difficult as well, you like you've got to be happy with it before yeah you know, it goes anywhere, haven't you? So sometimes I guess you're your own harshest critic sometimes, oh, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I always pick faults with them even when they're finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stuart Dallas one looked amazing. So yeah, like we say, excited to see what the rest of the season looks like with them. You have to get a little collection going. Yeah, I'm gonna do prints of each and then at the end probably do like a like postcard series that people can buy and collect them. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and, and chatting to us about what it is that you have been doing with the club and obviously how you got into it and stuff. It's nice to see the club supporting, you know, fans that have got real talent and especially now in the Premier League, we're not losing our soul. We're obviously still working with guys like you that are fans of the club and have these amazing talents. So congratulations on doing the programmes this season and we look forward to seeing the more of them. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hi, I'm Don Matteo. And when I'm sat in the rock bar having a pint, there's nothing better than reading and listening to write in the GaryKellys.com. Right, so quick catch-up on the FPL. Obviously, we've got, I think, a 1,000 people pretty much in the writing the Gary Kelly's League, which is ridiculous. Um, it's very tight at the top. I know we're only on game week two, so there's plenty still to play for. I don't think any of us are in the mix, unfortunately. I'm definitely not. I think I'm like 700th or something. <laughs> um, so we are recording this podcast on Sunday night. There's obviously one match to come tomorrow. Um, so things might change. But currently the top three are... In third, we've got Ben Rama Redmonds, managed by Daniel Hooper. In second, we've got Change Name, uh, managed by Ben Turner. And in first, it's currently Flying Without Ings by Chris Hamlin. Um, remember there is a £30 club shop voucher up for grabs if you do win the league this season so um, make sure that you're keeping an eye on your team and obviously transfer a finger in ASAP or Captain Lukaku like I have this weekend which was definitely a good move saved me from last week um, but yeah keep it keep it going um, and we'll keep you updated every podcast and we'll see who wins at the end of the season what a team name that is by the way <laughs> which one? change name <laughs> <laughs> Playing without oh, Ings should win it just yeah. for the team name, I think. That is the best one I've heard so far. Do you reckon they're a Southampton fan? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Do they have Ings in the team as well? That's. I think I just refused to put Fernandez in last week. And then I just don't like Salah. So I again, re- I never pick him. <laughs> I refuse to put Fernandez in now. I don't know. I can't do I can't do it. I can't I just can't do it. I'd rather lose, to be honest, than you know, live with myself for doing it. So yeah. But if you win, if you win without them, then it's even sweeter, I think. So yeah. I mean he didn't have a brilliant game today, so No. Good. Can't do it all the time. Right, it's that time of the show again where we're going to play a game of Guest Who, everyone's favourite little quiz game. So, as you all know, we're going to give you three clues of uh, ex or current Leeds United player. And like I said last week, Raheem still hasn't fixed the buzzer, so just shout your name if you think you know the answer to the clues. Um, so, clue number one. Speaking of FPL, this player currently costs £5.5 million, 
and is in 14.3% of FPL teams this season. Get off your phone, Matt. It's over here. Interesting one. Um, I should know this. I know FPL like back of my head. The test. Uh, oh, uh, we'll give you 10 more seconds. I don't think it'll be defined. Oh, wait, have they played? Is it a uh, have they played for Leeds? Oh, sorry, have they played for Leeds or just have any connection to Leeds? Or is it anyone? That's a very good question. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a bonus clue, but it's probably fair that you understand they are a current Leeds United player. Oh, I was going to say Dallas. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. I think it is, yeah. I think he's right. <laughs> he's got it on clue yeah, number one. He does know FPL inside out. He does, yeah. Are you, are you on a scout, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that is now your new nickname. Scout. The scout. scout. <laughs> that was an easy one, and I'll be honest, I'm not prepared a second like option, so unfortunately that's the end of Guess Who for this week. I must have oh. it. It was the team selected by percentage, so I got <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought it would be more, to be fair. I start to remember it all from the start of the season, because um, Dallas did a lunchroom from when he was at Sheffield United and ended up moving to from being a defender to midfield, and no one wants him now. Yeah, that's true. Well, you're on the board, Beadle. Yeah. I've got oh, one. yeah, I'm keeping one. score this season, aren't I? Yes, yeah. one point. Yeah, you're <laughs> one each now, aren't you? I'm fairly sure Matt McKeith's not going to get one right this season. Mm-hmm. That's my early, my early shout. <laughs> That's how I hope he's listening. Right, well, that's us for another episode. Second one of the season has come round very fast. Um, thank you to you guys for joining me today. And obviously, thank you to Gabby as well for coming on and talking to us about her programme artwork. Uh, plenty of football for Leeds in the meantime. We've got the game against Crew coming up this week, which is a sellout. So well done for everyone that managed to get a ticket for Crew. Who knew there was going to be this much demand? into the third game of the season. Thought you'd have all dwindled off by now. Uh, Travelling to Burnley at the weekend and then we've obviously got the international break. So hopefully next time we record, we've got a couple of wins under our belt. Um, but until then, we'll see you. And take care. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.